I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. How are you doing on this fine day? Well, like I say at work, if I was doing any better, I would think I was twins. So let's talk about Nevada. So a Nevada Assembly candidate was arrested for bank robbery in Las Vegas. So Ms. Clark, who is 47, has been charged with robbery and burglary of a business because she passed a note to a teller stating that she had a ghost gun and demanded $888.88 in cash. So why would you declare that you have a ghost gun? That seems weird. That is very weird. Yeah, and then apparently the teller gave her about $1,000. But on this note, she left her name and her address. Well, maybe she was crying for help or somebody to her house was demanding a certain amount, a certain dollar amount. She felt she had no choice. Yes, but if you're going to rob a bank, you're going to go all in knowing you're going to jail. Yeah, $888 and here's my name and address. Especially leaving your name. Yeah, they might have found her anyway, but, yep. Yeah, well, that's interesting because I'll tell you a quick story to add to bank robberies. So we had a fellow uh, co-worker that he had a best friend that had an alcohol problem. So he couldn't figure out how to get rid of his addiction. So he found to say, you know, the best way to do this is go to prison and dry out. So he went to a local bank, took a note in. Said, I'm robbing you. Had no gun or anything. So put it in this paper sack. So the teller loaded money in a paper sack. He walked outside and sat down in the bushes right next to the door. So here comes SWAT. Here comes PD. They're running in and out of the bank. They're looking for this bank robber. They're all armed and weaponized. And they bring the bank teller outside. And she turns and looks at the guy laying in the bushes and said, that's him. <laughs> He's the guy that just robbed us. Well, actually, the judge went a little lenient on him when he explained exactly why he did it. He still got time, but no weapon, no threats. He just wanted to go to jail and clean himself up. So did he get sober? He did. He was a former manager, uh, produce manager at a local grocery store. And from what I recall, he went back to a grocery store and worked his way back up to produce manager. And the last time I saw him was still clean. Wow, that's great to hear. So it worked. It worked. So maybe she wants to <laughs> go to jail for a little bit. Maybe she needs to clean herself up or something. But crime's so bad across the nation, it's even affecting the uh, county of Los Angeles. Considering the sheriff down there has joined with other sheriffs, and he's uh, actually tired of wokeism, wants a referendum on wokeism. So in the past 10 years, L.A. County has spent a conservative estimate of $6.5 billion in addressing their homeless issue, only to see the number of homeless people living in the county increase from about 39,000 to more than 83,000. That's a big jump. That's huge. Yes. There are some 5,700 homeless living on trains in L.A. As a matter of fact, a dead man rode a train on the MTA system for a six-hour period 
last week. I'm surprised they didn't ask for his ticket, or maybe they don't do that anymore. So that's that's how they uh, didn't know that he was dead. Writing right, the train. didn't realize that weekend at Bernie was dead. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting that the sheriffs are taking a different stance because the city of Los Angeles is choosing not to prosecute individuals, or I should say arrest individuals, or not the prosecution. So they're choosing not to arrest individuals who commit robbery. So robbers stole some $3 million worth of jewels, and two days later, the Los Angeles Police Department announced that there would be no arrests and cautioned Hollywood residents not to wear high-quality jewelry in public. So, uh, so they want you to alter your behavior instead of the criminals. Yeah, they want you to alter your, your behavior. So I guess we need to alter our behavior on the southern border then as well, yes? Uh, uh, let more people in? Yeah, considering never there's enough. Yeah, top House Republicans questioning Mayorkas and his suitability for office amid the border crisis. Yeah, well, there's quite a problem down there, and they're just allowing more and more people to commit crimes while crossing the border because we just had a National Guardsman that went missing while trying to help two illegal immigrants cross who were crossing the border and got caught up in some high waters through the Rio Grande. And uh, it turned out that they were drug mules, not that they wouldn't warrant any help if they were drowning, but now the National Guardsman is missing. Absolutely, and he probably is a young man, probably has a family with kids, and him trying to do his job because we have just opened the gates up down there or the fence or the door or however you'd like to frame it. And there's 221,000 encounters just in the month of March alone. Yeah, there's a lot, and they're not... They're not properly addressing each person because the Biden administration is tying the hands of CBP. And a lot of times they'll say, don't issue notices. Well, now we're giving them phones so we can remain in contact with them. So your tax dollars are going to giving individuals. And I understand they're here to seek a better life. Some of them are here to be drug mules. Some of them are here to just deliver people. They're, they're coyotes. But you have people seeking a better life. And so our response is, oh, okay, you want to come here, work unlawfully, and we'll give you food, shelter, housing, clothing, and prove to everyone that you can just show up and somebody else will take care of you. Don't, you don't have to follow the law. The laws don't have to be changed. They don't have to be put, you know, in fashion where everyone can apply for some sort of benefit. Instead, just do the unlawful thing and you'll get rewarded. Whereas if you try to come here lawfully, we won't reward you with anything. Makes no sense to me. But what also doesn't make sense is if I was my orcas and I know this is throwing somebody else under the bus, but who did President Biden ask to take control and handle the southern border. Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris, Vice President of the United States of America. Where is she? She's absent for her job duties. Again, yeah, and the only reason why she went to the border the time that she went to the border was because Trump was going to go there. So it's not really a good reason to go somewhere. Oh, Trump is going to beat me to it. I guess I better go look like I'm doing something. Yeah, very unfortunate that it appears that she is not qualified to do her job as well, and she's already over a year in. And they're making several mistakes. Yeah, and I I thought that she just had her hands tied because of the administration, but I've listened to more and more of her speeches. And she was just recently giving a speech in front of um, 
the members of Space Force, I believe it was, and she sounds like someone who didn't prepare for a speech talking to six-year-olds. Like, oh, space, we love space, and there are so many possibilities. She doesn't sound like a vice president. She doesn't sound like a VP or no. future presidential material? No, she does not. She did better when she was giving her answers during the Democratic debates, and then now, now she sounds like she's gotten backwards. I, I just don't, I don't it's, get how this... It's atypical when they're trying to hide something, I believe. I'm not sure, but... She's supposed to be a pretty smart lady. She, on paper, she's supposed to be a pretty smart lady. Yes. I just, I don't understand how this is uh, not looked at with any negativity from the left. Everyone seems to praise everything that she does and what Biden does. What? Speaking of that. I don't get it. <laughs> it all seems to play together when you're from back there in D.C. Because now we have President Biden's crew there trying to have secrecy surrounding who he has met with in a hugely important evidence scandal involving his son, Hunter. We know that he's met with Hunter's business partner or partners. Right, after saying that he doesn't have anything to do with Hunter Biden and his business, he doesn't know anything about it, it turns out that that was not truthful. And the interesting narrative would be as if the news media and others would quit trying to hide stuff what the real truth is and what would really come out and how we would really handle this if this were, say, 40 years ago or 50 years ago or post-World War II where we were trying people for treason and trying them for war crimes and what the ultimate outcome would be. And he's selling out the United States, the United States interest. He's doing pay for play, just like others were accused of doing by peddling his father's influence. I just don't understand how, well, now the big thing from those on the left is, oh, well, old news, move on. It's like, it's not old news just because you covered it up for a lengthy period and you had big tech help you cover it up. It doesn't mean it's old news. It's continuing news. Yes. And nothing's ever been done about it. And if this was, as you've said, an R behind the name, he would already be on trial. Yes. He would have been removed from office. Well, if he had the mental breakdowns that Biden's have and Trump would have been out within the first eight months. They would have articled him out quick. Yeah, I just don't understand how... uh, Yeah. Well, I don't understand how one political side doesn't have the strength to battle and make themselves look good and righteous if they truly are. Yeah, well, and another thing that's happening happening even currently is um, they're looking at Trump for hiding presidential records and taking records with him when he moved out of the white house and yet here we are with a president who the secret service even says that they are keeping no record of anyone who meets with joe biden even on official duties if he happens to be in delaware and he has visited his home in delaware 25 percent of the week i believe it's the weekends 25 percent of 2021 he was in Delaware, weekending. And 
And the Secret Service is saying, well, when he's doing that, we don't keep a record of any official meetings or unofficial meetings with anyone. So how do you say that you have a public records and everything's public, you know, public knowledge and public records? And you currently have a sitting president who gets to hide what he's doing, seems to fly out to Delaware to hide what he's doing. Yes, he's going there to have his own little private meetings. Which we know that he has because the laptop has shown us that he does meet with people at the behest of his son. Yes, he does. And it'll it's eventually going to catch up, but I think you said it uh, the other day, probably when he's passed away and gone. He's going to be dead. Yep. And they say, oh, yeah, he was a bad man. However, he's dead and gone. So let's. So it doesn't let's matter. Let's it. move let's on. Get over it. And it's always going to be, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Yes, that is a fact. You know, I thought Texas was a uh, Republican state like Florida. I thought they were too. Yeah. So a Texas judge has invited Disney to move from Florida amid their feud with DeSantis. Inter- okay, but yeah. you just said a judge, right? Yes. There are very purple and blue areas surrounding some of the bigger cities, especially areas like Austin. You are correct. And I was going to kind so of... So where is this judge from? Kind of move in that direction. It's interesting that Disney World or Disney Corp has had a sweetheart autonomous deal with the state of Florida, I believe, for 50 years. Sounds about right. Yeah, where they could do whatever they chose. They were self-governed. Disney was able to fly under the radar before self-governing was revoked. They could have built nuclear power plants on their property if they wanted to, and there's nothing the state or the federal government could have done. And it's interesting that this judge, whatever his political persuasion is, would want to ask them to move from Florida to Texas. Is he going to make them autonomous there as well? To where they don't have to follow the same rules everybody else does? Pay the same taxes? Oh, wait a minute. They've had a special tax tax district, which meant that Florida taxpayers were stuck with the bill, not the Disney Corporation. Yeah, and here we are talking. How many people have you heard supporting Disney and supporting their their new woke ideals? I've heard quite a number. Yes. Okay, so I thought we were against big business and and circumventing tax laws and, and getting around paying their fair share, but yet here they are not paying their fair share and they're being supported by people on the left because they've said the right thing, which is indoctrinate children. <laughs> Correct. I just... It's amazing, you know, when you cherry pick one little portion out of an article or you cherry pick, he said, she said, just like they cherry pick the parental rights law, which never says don't say gay anywhere in the bill. Yeah, they started, they made up a a statement that never existed in the first place, touted it, got everybody to say it, kept repeating it, and then fought against it. Yes, to push an agenda. And I'm not against what people want in their own personal lives. It's not my business. But what I am against is somebody, and when I say somebody, a teacher, an administrator, talking to my granddaughters, we'll use as an example, when they're three to six years old, 
telling them who they are and what they are. That's not their business. No, it's not. And I don't understand the push to tell somebody that, oh, you like nail polish as a little boy, so you must be a little girl or or you hate makeup as a little girl, so you must be a little boy. And I know I, I'm I'm kind of dumbing that down and making it simplistic, but some of the things that they have started pushing onto these children were superficial. Like the the kids were doing something superficial, whether it was I hate skirts, I want to play boy sports, I, I want to play girl sports, whatever I the case may be, they were arguably superficial in their likes and dislikes. And then an adult stepped in and started pushing them to transition at 10, 11, 12 years old. And even the kids that have um, come out and said, I was pushed to transition. The teacher said I was transgender. They put me in a secret transgender club and they started having me change my clothes, change my pronouns, act outwardly as the opposite sex, not tell my parents, out me to classmates as this new transgender person that they made up. And then I started getting bullied. And the whole situation started because they said, I'm getting bullied for being a little bit different than the normal girl or normal boy. And in these cases, once the parents finally do get involved and they like, okay, what do you want? What, what are, what's going on here? It turns out that the kid was pushed by the teacher to become somebody that they weren't. And they were pushing transgender ideologies onto them and forcing them almost to be somebody that they weren't. So no, the teacher is not the person. A teacher can be a supportive ear. Lend, you know, lend a hand of support if the kid comes and says, I'm, I'm having these issues, but they aren't supposed to be the one that starts taking control of a child's life and pushing them into something they absolutely haven't even brought up. And are they licensed psychologist or psychiatrist? No. So then they shouldn't get involved. Do they understand the ramifications of when transgenders do swap, when they have to start taking the meds? how there is a big psychological effect to that. And I guess the number of suicides with transgenders is quite high. Yes, it's already high. And then those who get involved in transitioning, it's even higher. And in some cases that they come out with the regret of transitioning. So they had some sort of gender dysmorphia going on. And instead of that being addressed, they were just pushed to transition and they thought that that's what they wanted, and they they ultimately came to you know find out that that wasn't their problem. Right, and they should uh, wait till they're in their late teens, early twenties, maybe even late twenties, to really have an educated background and figure that out, and not be pushed by teachers. Right, and and we're talking the "Don't Say Gay" bill, as it was termed, is we're kindergarten through third grade and pushing sexual topics. What, and it is sexuality, sexual topic. Are you a boy? Are you a girl? How do you feel that you can talk about your body and autonomy and all of that? That that was never disallowed, but the teacher shouldn't be going and saying, do you feel like you need to change genders? Yeah, that's, that's for me at my age, that's a little confusing. <laughs> it's only eight and nine-year-olds. Yeah. Do you look at an eight-year-old and say, man, now's the time to talk about your body dysmorphia and, and you know transgenderism? I think I played with little Tonka trucks in the yard till I was about 13, so no, that wouldn't have worked very well for me. 
Yes, we have this false, this very false thought process, and, and it's amazing where it comes from, or I'm not quite sure where it comes from, but I consider it a false thought process that if you're transgender, you want to wear skirts and dresses, and you're trying to put on makeup and do your hair. And why is that? You can do those things without changing to the opposite sex, or you can choose as a, as a woman not to do those things, and it doesn't make you the opposite sex. So, Roger that. Why is it that we just have this conception that, oh, oh, you're transgender if you want to wear a skirt or if you want to do your makeup? That doesn't make you a boy. That doesn't make you a girl. It doesn't change your sex. I just, I don't quite understand that. Because we're pushing an interesting agenda right now. That we are. Yes, we are. So, by the way, the, the county that that judge is from is just outside of Houston. Yes, and they're very liberal there. That they but I have are. bad news for him. There's a lot of waterways and a lot of water activities in Florida. Stop it. So uh, there wouldn't be much there for him to do. Well, I mean, Houston's close to the water. Why do they have it? enough um, alligators there for... Nope. They do not. And I wonder in Texas there how close this uh, woman's impending execution, how close she is to Houston. So it... A woman is facing execution next week, and she sparked a rare bipartisan agreement and rally in her support. I guess she killed her two-year-old daughter. Oh, is this the one where a two-year-old daughter or granddaughter? Uh, was it? It might have been daughter, but they're saying um, that the science that was used at the time. I think it might have been daughter. I think I was initially thinking of the, a different case. Where she was accused of killing her daughter, there was a bunch of forensic evidence, and now they're saying that the forensics used at the time are essentially now considered junk science. Right, and that it was a coerced confession. Right, and that, what's really crazy about that, I used to think that 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 doesn't happen, you know, that it's a guilty person feeling bad because they're about to face, you know, however many years, but looking at some of the investigative techniques, I I do believe that some cops do push people to the breaking point and they just want to make the interrogation stop or they want to make all of that stop. So I've seen interrogations where the, the cop will use sleep deprivation, food deprivation. They're supposed to be fed. They're supposed to get breaks. If you, you kind of agree to an interrogation, I know that sounds really weird, but you don't, if you don't know that you've agreed to this, if you don't know that you can stop it, because you can ask for a lawyer and you can say, I don't want to answer any questions. And the interrogation stops. And you think in a case like this, she probably had interrogation that went on for hours, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So then there... To allow it to go on for hours, you would think that, did she say stop? Did she say, I want a lawyer? Did she know that she could ask for one? Did she know it was an actual interrogation? Was it was she free to leave? Did they tell her she was and then didn't actually leave? Some of these, unfortunately, some of these interrogation techniques make people think that they can't leave. And then they want to make whatever's happening stop. And so they'll just say, I did it. Well, but, apparently... Fox 4 is reporting that she denied killing her daughter more than 100 times during the interrogation. And wow. the, the forensic evidence was showing that Mariah, which was the daughter, 
her injuries were from falling downstairs, but that was never admitted into the court to be heard. Five of the jurors on her case have expressed doubt in the verdict. Wow. So very interesting. And she um, has been in jail since 2007. So quite some time. Well, it seems kind of short for facing an execution. Yes, and according to the autopsy, they the autopsy showed that the young girl died due to blunt force trauma to the head, which could have happened from falling down a set of stairs. Falling downstairs, she could yes. have she could have been hit if it was a single blunt force trauma. Or they, they generally know. I mean, scientifically, when somebody falls down the stairs, what those injuries look like versus the injuries of a child that's being hit. But would you know the difference between a child that was pushed down the stairs? No, but it's interesting the techniques and tactics that interrogators use to push somebody into admitting Making something it- that, yes, that they may have possibly not have done just by what you said, sleep deprivation, lack of food, lack of water. When I thought we were in America and we should have rights. We should. And innocent till proven guilty. And the right not to incriminate yourself yes, is one of those things. So you say, I want a lawyer. It's supposed to end. And you get a lawyer. You never have to speak out against yourself. They, they therefore, can, I feel that way. They should never be interrogated without an attorney present, period. Not you have the right to an attorney. Correct. We will give you one and then we'll interview you or you need to find one. And then we'll either you, way, yes. like but you'll have if some they sort can't of, afford it. They get right. Well, it's funny because I was reading about one that it wasn't a criminal like murder type of thing but it was an individual who worked for the post office and they had released some information to project veritas over some of the voting that had gone on which we're not going to talk about the voting part and all of that but this individual then had someone from an investigative office of the post office come and interview him and he asked you know the am i free to leave am i not free to leave and he was basically held to this interrogation and then when he tried to take a break he was followed not allowed to call anyone not really allowed to leave and he ultimately ended up recording this interrogation and so but for that recording this particular person, when they came out and said, oh, he, he directly confessed and he withdrew all his complaints and said it never happened and he made it up. But for the fact that he had actually recorded how this individual was interrogating him and doing the opposite of what he said, you know, in his press release, the opposite of what was said. Unfortunately, there are just some people out there who think that if they they break legs enough or if they knock heads enough, they'll just make whatever happened happen. And this was an example of that going on. Is right. So a little bit different of a case, but it was an investigator for the government doing that type of strong arm tactics. Yes. Yeah. Craziness. Yes. Unfortunately. So it's interesting watching the war going on in Ukraine and all of the leaders from around the world that are actually going to Kiev and meeting with Zelensky. Oh, in person? Yes. However, we're not sending Biden. Well, I mean, what is he going to do, sleep? Right. Well, we have sent the U.S. Secretary of State, Blinken, and Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin. So why have we really not sent Biden to go meet? The uh, head of England has gone. 
the head of Czechoslovakia. I mean, just multiple countries. I can't name every single person, but there's been just lots that have gone. But, you know, the one that's providing probably the most cash support and weapons, us, our leader's not going. Because he would send down. The last time he tried to fly, well, let's see, he, the last few times he was seen going overseas, he would fall asleep during the meetings. He would misspeak, and the White House would have to come and do cleanup work for him. In Rome, when he met with the Vatican, there was a rumor going around that he pooped his pants. And uh, he was late for the next meeting because they had to get him some clean underwear and, and clean him up now. Has it actually been proven that he pooped his pants? No. But does it kind of fit with his aging uh, progress and how he's been sundowning and all of that? I wouldn't put it past him having done that. That is a fact. So that's our leader who's going to go meet with Zelensky and we can provide him money, but what's our president going to do? I'm sorry. What, what is he going to do? He and should be meeting. I'm not saying he shouldn't, right. but and, really, we don't have a that's kind of where I'm leader. driving with this is where should our congressmen, senators be with our leader? 25th Amendment. Amen. They should be. Amen. But I bet you two years and one day, they're going to get him to two years and one day, they're going to drag him across that finish line. And that's the finish line that Kamala Harris can then be president. They'll, they'll either 25th him or he'll step down. Kamala Harris is going to be president and then she can still run for two terms because any day before the the two year mark, two years and one day, any day before that, she is now limited to a single term. And even if she's the worst pick for president or the second worst pick, I don't know, it, it's a struggle between Biden and her. But even if she's the worst pick, they limit themselves in their their timing and in how much control they'll get. So I, I think that they're really trying to hold him over so that way she could have up to almost 10 years. And I'm not saying I'd vote for her. Well, no. And then you have uh, Miss Pelosi in the bullpen in the event that something does happen before that. That's not good. Right. So we're going to have an 80-year-old dude who's going to step down as president or knock. she's going to get knocked off. And by the, I mean, he's going to fall down a flight of stairs. His dog's going to bite him. He's going to trip in the shower, whatever else that he's done over the last couple of years. And then he, you're going to have Kamala Harris. What's going to happen to her? She's not really standing for anything. Everybody's fleeing her department, her, her staff fleeing like crazy. Do you think they'll stick around if she becomes president? And by they, I mean the new staff of the president, if she's the president. Nope. And then we have Pelosi. Her people, though, I haven't heard about her people fleeing. So they must know how to handle her drunk self. They do. So they might stick around. She might be okay as president because her staff already knows how to handle her. Oh, that's possible. Which is crazy. She may be able to fill the bill for a year. Yeah, well, everybody, yeah. I I mean, I really don't think she should be president and she should be in the retirement home. Her retirement home in Florida that she purchased with well, her husband. They all should. Even one of the senators from Utah. Mitt Romney? Yes. 
He's of age to retire and walk away as well. All of them. I don't understand how we we don't, as a society, have 30 and 40-year-olds. Although, I will say that I was tricked by Pete Buttigieg, and so he would have been the youngest president if he were elected. He was actually put in front of our VP if Biden checks out and she runs, they would put him ahead of her to run for president. Yeah, well... And now seeing the way he runs, maybe we need to to go with 50-year-olds. Although I think she she checks that box. She's in her 50s, right? No, what we need to do is go with people that are populists, that actually believe in the American people and the American dream for all. For all races, creeds, colors, not self-serving and for themselves. Yeah, and we, uh, we definitely have elitists. Who are self-serving and for themselves. And by the way, Kamala Harris is 57. Yeah. But yes, we need people who are for the country and for the betterment of the country. And we definitely have those types here in the United States. But yet somehow we keep electing all of those who are just about themselves. And kind of like Dr. F. Yes. (laughs) And they are facing. So I will say the midterms that are going on now. There's all this talk that they're facing downfall. They're going to lose hand. They're going to lose handily. All of this stuff. There's lots of talk that the Democrats are going to lose their behinds. And so now they're playing cleanup. And that cleanup is still trying to scare the American population into thinking that all of the lockdowns and masking, which scientifically has been proven not to work. But all of that was a good thing, even though science has proven otherwise. And then you have people who go like AOC who say that January 6th was no joke and it was a trial run and they're coming back. So don't vote them in. And you can only vote Democrat because those are the only people that will support you. But they're all elitist. Every last one of them. Her her included. I don't, at first I thought she was some sort of an independent that got in there. But then it turns out that she's been in politics for a lot longer than I thought, even though she's young. She's still been in politics. She wasn't a bartender who got elected to Congress. She was also running in political circles already. So she, she may have bartended. Good for her. Don't care. I Great for you. You got a job and you were working. Awesome. And you understand society a little bit better than some of these people who have only ever done politics. But she was running in those political circles. Yes. So another thing just on that, what they're doing and how they're doing it, we haven't seen them give up full emergency powers yet, right? Like in our state, the governor, others, and then federally, they're keeping some of those emergency powers. So why would they do that? Well, because if everything's an emergency, you can get all the funds you want and you can scare people into giving you more funds. And if you're, you're, um, representative doesn't vote for the funds or just a bad guy who doesn't believe in an emergency. Well, it's kind of like Dr. F saying that the court was wrong in their decision on mass mandates. Oh, were they? Cause yeah. I mean, we weren't triple quadruple masking now. So uh, well, how were they though, wrong? Even the white house has contradicted Dr. F on mass mandate decisions saying that our judiciary plays an important role in decisions in America. Oh, that's, that's right. It was a um, 
Trump appointee, so it must have been a bad decision. Right. So when she made that decision, they started, some on the left started tearing down her age, her politics, who she was appointed by, basically. So they tore down the fact that she was appointed by Trump, and then they started tearing apart her age. She must not be old enough to totally understand her decision and all of this stuff. So we just tear down the person. Well, if she was in, a, in an appointed position, right? Yes. So she was confirmed. I guess we need to go look and see if it was a completely partisan confirmation for her. We'll have to do that and get back to you. Yes. But it's just kind of interesting that if she was an appointed appointee of Trump, why didn't they stop her from getting into that position? Which I don't think that it should be a political bias in our judiciary, but best here person we are. for the job. Yes. No matter who they are, what their beliefs are, just as long as they follow the law and they're the best person for the job. Yes, they definitely need to be the best person for the job. So I'm sure you have heard a lot about people getting banned for what they've done, speaking of some of the masking and choices and stuff like that. Yes. So after the the mask mandate was lifted, apparently not only did airlines just like jump with glee and start saying that they're no longer going to enforce the mass mandate. I guess Delta United and possibly Alaska, they want to bring back the passengers that were banned over mass violations. So they had been blacklisted from flying if you did not wear your mask appropriately. And that includes children, mind you. So I guess now they're talking about allowing... Oh, sorry, not Alaska, American. American, United, and Delta have indicated that they will lift the bans that they imposed unless somebody got physical in the in an altercation. I wonder how many diseases, diseases? Diseases? Diseases and others are contagious. Is tuberculosis contagious? Oh, highly, highly contagious. Okay, so do we make people wear masks on flights that have tuberculosis? No, and I don't. They don't even test for it. Right. We don't. There you go. They just let them on the flight. Let them on the flight. So they're in there inhaling, exhaling, potentially infecting the entire flight. Yes. So I think we have uncovered a little ruse here, unfortunately, with mass mandates and COVID and the way that Dr. F and others put these policies forward. There was some other self serving interest there. Yeah, well, I'm sure if you follow the money, you will find that some of them had stock in in pharmaceuticals, some had stock in masks themselves, probably even owned companies that made the masks. Well, I don't know about owning the companies because a lot of the masks were made in China, so they would have had to have some shell to do it. But we still funneled money to China through our purchase of items and equipment that helped us through this crisis so it's just kind of interesting we still managed to get money to china we still managed to just push it that way even though they were the source whether you want to believe it or not of the problem and then we have others who made you know target the winner who made walmart the winner who made amazon the winner they got to stay in business and sell 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 while shutting down moms and pops and the little guy So it was all the big guys that still got to make the money and all of our congressional people who still invested in the right people. Well, Big Pharma was definitely the winner here. 
Oh, yeah, because they're absolved of any uh, negative outcome in, with any of their pharmaceuticals related to COVID. Right, and they just pulled the drug off the shelf. I don't remember what it was for. I'll have to look at it and get back, but um, there was arsenic or something actually in the drug. Well, some guys just can't hold their arsenic. They just cannot hold their arsenic. So did you hear about the individual who antagonized Mike Tyson just a little bit too much on a plane? Apparently he has a long rap sheet. Yes, yeah, so I guess the guy was super excited that Mike Tyson was on the plane. And from what I understand, he said, hey, can I take a selfie? And he met him and Mike Tyson said, sure. And so he took a selfie. But then after that, he just would not stop harassing Mr. Tyson, from my understanding. Yeah, well, you want to know what all he's done? What has he done? Mr. Melvin Townsend III has been convicted of fraud, grand theft, burglary, possession of controlled substances, and trafficking in stolen property. He spent 20 months in 2009 and again in 2019 for 15 months in prison. Well, for, and for here his he, crimes. For whatever crimes, and he must be doing well for himself. Flew first class. Because he was flying first class. Says that, uh, yeah, there's some more there. Tyson was filmed striking Townsend on a JetBlue flight from San Francisco to Miami. Supposedly the man and his companion were harassing Tyson for several minutes prior to the incident. You know, that's like going to a lion's cage at the zoo (laughs) and taking a stick and beating the crap out of the cage until you get bit. So I did hear that this guy now has an attorney and the attorney came out and said that because Mike Tyson didn't ask the flight attendant to stop the harassment, that it's his fault. And I I just find that to be an interesting argument because they said he is a properly trained fighter and the other guy is a lay person that Mike Tyson handled it the wrong way because his punches can, can, it's because he's a deadly weapon. Yes. Yeah. So that's what they're arguing is that he should have asked a person, the flight attendant, to stop someone from harassing him instead of taking care of it himself. So you ask a little frail young lady to handle a situation. Well, I don't know about frail, but I I will say that typically flight attendants, depending on how big the plane was, and that looked like a little bit bigger plane, but it was still domestic flight. Typically flight attendants, I wonder what JetBlue flies, how big of planes they fly. But typically, flight attendants have to be no shorter than a certain height, no taller than a certain height, and then they can be no, you know, bigger than a certain weight in order to be safe. So it's not like you're going to find a flight attendant who's 6'5 and going to handle an agitator. Right, right. I think that Mike Tyson handled it appropriately. The guy's not dead. No. And he wasn't hospitalized. And so. if you look at his face afterwards, it looks like Tyson didn't really pummel him like he could have. Right. They look like some light punches. Yep. Like enough to get the guy to leave him alone. Yes, very light. So, uh, and then I'm going to misquote Mike Tyson, but he does have a quote about everybody has a plan until they get punched until in the face. Until they get punched in the face. That's right. So apparently harassment was this guy's plan, and he found out that Mike Tyson wasn't going to play that game. Well, it'd be interesting to know if Tyson actually asked him, hey, I'm warning you, stop. Right. Well, supposedly there's a claim, so supposedly, that a water bottle was thrown at Mike Tyson and then Mike Tyson was responding. But then 
the claim from the guy is that no water bottle was ever thrown. So it will be interesting to see what the full video is, if there's a video that wasn't posted. So whatever the video is, it was like a shortened version because a couple have been posted both before and during the uh, punching. What makes the world go round? Yeah, punching. Punching people. Yeah, apparently. So speaking of still crimes... A man suspected of brutally murdering the queen's mother that we we talked about before, where she had uh, apparently some sort of impeccable security system. Yes. And it turns out that there is now a claim that it was the handyman who murdered her and that there is also a secondary claim that they may have been having an affair. Wow. So he was not unknown to her and then came over to her house and apparently was there for a little while before murdering her, putting her in a duffel bag and then dragging her uh, down the street where she was ultimately left. And I guess the individual who did it is also in the country illegally as well. There seems to be a problem with some folks lawlessness, killing, killing people in lawlessness and coming up for, or down from south of the border, north of the border, and issues happening. Yes, unfortunately, we seem to have way too many issues happening. Hey, do we talk religion on this channel here? Yeah, we can talk religion on yeah. this channel. What's polygamy? It is when a single male or a single female has multiple of the uh, multiple spouses. Okay, so you know polygamy is a legacy of early teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes, and it's not a widely accepted practice. No, they abandoned the practice in 1890. Because Utah were most polygamists were and the LDS was Utah wanted to become a state. And in order to become a state within the United States, you, polygamy was outlawed. So they actually agreed to forego polygamy in order to be a member of the United States. Right. And they ended up calling, instead of ALDS, it was FLDS. And they broke away from the Mormon church and they formed their own membership so they could continue practicing plural marriage. Yes. And they were headquartered in Utah. And the Arizona border. Yeah, so some have even found their way to um, Nevada as well, depending on if they can find a, a city or county that is favorable to them living with multiple wives. Typically, it's a male who has multiple wives. It's In the United States, it's not typical to have a female with multiple husbands. Right, and the only reason I brought it up is because there's a gentleman by the name of Wendell Jefferson who was a polygamist. Warren Jeffs. Yes, his son, son is Wendell Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry, were, I totally messed that up. Worries. He's saying they were brainwashed, and that doesn't surprise me because Warren Jeffs is a well-known brainwasher who has been, I believe, he was prosecuted for his crimes. Yes, he ran away at one time. The kid, he was about seven years old when he first saw a highway in El Dorado, Texas. It was his first glimpse into the outside world he had never experienced before. Right, because they had them on lockdown. They had them on 100% lockdown. Yes, and the men had all of the power. The women and children did not have the power. And then he would, he performed, Warren Jeffs performed child marriages, which is essentially, you know, 
allowing child rape, but he performed child marriages and said that children were free to marry little girls. Yes, and that's what this new show is going to kind of explore is how he was, uh, during the 90s, arrested and convicted following accusations of rape and child abuse. Right, and he still tried to hang on to the cult, is what it's been called, but the cult that had, had grown out of his abusive behavior. It's just amazing what happens in the United States of America and how things work its way, work their way around and go full circle. Right, because sometimes we think that it's better here, but then you hear about stuff like this, cult leader Jeff's doing what he did, and it turns out that we have our problems here too. We do, and I think that's how this wokeism and all this other stuff developed, but I think they went from one extreme to the other. So I might cut this out, but one thing that's interesting about having polygamy is that some have come out and said being polyamorous, which is having multiple significant others, whether maybe not getting married. So it's not a new concept, and it's been a concept that has been used and abused for years, but that has become something that's popular is to say that you shouldn't get married, you shouldn't be in a monogamous relationship, you should just go forth and be with anyone and everyone at any given time. And so I think we're pushing this kind of behavior because it actually helps people who want to abuse others by pushing you to be in an abusive relationship with them. Oh, I don't want to, we shouldn't be monogamous. Humans aren't supposed to be monogamous. Let's all be with everyone. That's like an ideal guy trying to convince a girl why he should be able to cheat on her. Is well, that's by what having, I was just going to say. Well, what about a guy that's single dating multiple women? Yep. And so as long as the, I would say as long as the women know that he's dating multiple women, then it's non-problematic. They made a choice. But it also you look at it and say, okay, you're you're trying to convince someone that you should be able to date everyone all the time. I don't know if you heard, but CNN Plus has met, it, met its demise. I didn't even know there was a CNN Plus. It hasn't even been live for a month, and it's already meeting its end. Why is it meeting its end? Because people don't want to sign up for it and pay for it. It turns out that they don't have quite the following that they thought that they would have. Oh, you mean they don't tell the truth? No, they don't tell the truth. Huh. What's that? Oh, it's interesting that I was just scanning the news and European countries come out against EU membership for Ukraine. So not all are in. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I know that Putin has said if they're allowed EU membership, they would just attack more people. So then some members of the EU just want to push Ukraine out and just say, no, it's going to be your own problem. We don't want to be involved in any war or somebody else's problem. So they don't want to support. Yes, and yeah. Austria is the biggest one who has said, no, we are dedicated to neutrality and we really don't want them in the Austria EU. Austria is. Isn't Austria where Hitler was born? I believe so. Oh, and they're dedicated to neutrality now. How yes, nice. they are now. Well, I mean, technically, Hitler went over to Germany and then took over and wasn't technically correct doing it from Austria. but Correct. Yeah. So jumping back to some of the educational things that we've been talking about, like Disney not supporting parent, parents who say, hey, let's not talk about certain subjects until after kids are eight. 
Uh, Randy Weingarten claims that parental choice legislation is a way in which wars start. So the American Federation of Teachers president suggested that parental choice legislation, like what has happened in Florida and Virginia, sows the seeds of violent conflict. And in fact, her directly quoting her this notion, we've been very lucky in America and we in some ways live in a bubble for a long time. This is propaganda. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start. This is the way in which hatred starts. So apparently parental choice is the way that wars start and hatred starts. Good. That sounds like the MSNBC host. I think her name's Joy Reid. Yes. She suggests that DeSantis is inflicting child abuse by having black kids at the bill signing. Well, uh, wasn't it their parent's choice to have them there? So it, she really doesn't believe in parent so choice. So she doesn't believe in parent choice. No, or if somebody supports something they don't believe in, then obviously they're not really good for society because they don't believe exactly like me. They don't have my exact thoughts and they don't do the exact things that I want to have happen. Amazing how things are starting to parse out since all this stuff has started happening. Amazing and sad. It's very sad. So in, in a positive thing that has happened with COVID, I think parents finally started seeing what was happening in, in the classroom because the classroom was brought to their kitchen table, so to speak. So I think it actually opened up a lot of eyes on what was really happening, what was really being said, what was really going on. And because of that, the parents are more involved. And the teachers who asked for years for parents to be more involved don't like the type of involvement they're getting, which is to say, hey, there's certain subjects we don't want to have you know, discussions about, and there's certain subjects we do. We want our kids to read better, write better, know their arithmetic, and instead you're, you're uh, pushing them to be something they're not and talking about subjects that we don't think are appropriate for their age group. Well, isn't the gist of school to make kids productive members of society? Right. And in a lot of different ways, you can read better, you can write better. And hopefully in the end, that would lead to them being able to do something that makes them happy. Self-sustaining. Yes. Yeah. Like, hey, but we're not spending time finding you know, what works for them and for society, because society still needs to function. Even if we were a socialist society and we needed to function, you don't think that they're not going to train people for specific jobs that would help society function? Absolutely they are. And I think that's how they do it in England. I think they pre-test kids when they're small and depending on how they score that's the direction they send them in at a very young age. They start doing that in many European countries. Yes. And I'm not saying that we should edge kids out of things that may make them happier in life, which is one of the nice things about having a more democratic republic type of society versus one a straight democrat society, which we don't have because we have a republic. representative republic. Yes. And... Or having a socialist society, which is something that has been pushed for many years, that we should go more on the socialism side. You're like, okay, well, I don't want to be a trash truck, you know, helper or driver. And you're like, well, that's the only job that's open right now, and you seem to have a knack for it. So we're going to push you and force you (laughs) into a job you don't want. Well, that's been the great thing about America is everybody starts, for the most part, from a level playing field. Not all, but most. 
So you work your way up and you have an opportunity to do something later in life that you couldn't do if you didn't score well as a youngster. You can better yourself and work your way up into what it is that you want to do. Right. And instead, we're trying to dumb people down. We're trying to make social justice warriors, which participating in social justice is not a problem. But when your sole focus is on social justice and those kids can't read, write or do math or do anything that they went to school for, somehow I don't think we're doing the right things. We are not. We're not doing the correct thing. Apparently, a cashier at a store in Iowa didn't do the right thing either. Really now? Yeah, because a uh, customer went in. He asked for four or five easy picks for a Mega Millions drawing. Cashier messed up and only gave him one and then asked if he could put the other four on a separate ticket. I guess, yeah, sure. So doing that, it altered the quick pick numbers. And the guy won a million dollars. I'm sure he was happy about that, boo-boo. He was very happy with the uh, clerk's mistake. Yeah, I would take that kind of mistake. Absolutely. Unfortunately, the guy's only going to walk away with $710,000 after taxes. Taxes. Yeah. Death and taxes. And it's really funny to think about that going to taxes because everybody was putting in their after-tax dollars. Post-tax money. And then... Somehow, government still has to take more from you. There's always more. It's a ruse. We were talking about that yesterday, about taxes and biblical times, that taxes go way back to biblical times. So people have been figuring out how to part us from our money. For years. For thousands of years. They absolutely have. Sad. It is very sad. Something else that has been going on, which I wish I could say that I won the the. The lottery, and I would hate to give up taxes and whatnot, but our tax dollars at work. So something that we've had a problem with here in California is that we have a constant water crisis. So something you mentioned earlier, if you have a crisis, you can always make people do whatever it is that you want and get money and pass legislation and just call it a crisis-related problem. So we've had a water problem here. In California for many years, and now that we're in another extreme drought, we have our lawmakers looking at lowering how much water people can use in their homes. So that is individual use inside of your home. And so they want to, currently the standard is 55 gallons per person per day. I'm not quite sure how they know how many people you have in your house. There's a a statement that they hold the water district to it. So I guess they could theoretically know how many people live in their district and then how many gallons would go to a house per day. But they have been holding the water districts to, um, to regulations. And so the customers don't ultimately receive a ticket for extra water usage. But something we haven't done here in California in as many years is to have more storage facilities, more dams, Reclaiming our water instead, we we have actions that actually waste water. And so I, I look and think, okay, my tax dollars being put to good use would include having more storage facilities or more dams, whatever, whichever way they were going to go. Instead, my tax dollars go to cleaning up poop off of streets 
and sanitizing certain areas because of drugs and fecal matter and all of that contaminating areas and we don't want to be mean and say unhoused folks can't be here so instead we allow them to contaminate our our streets I'm thinking okay so in the use of tax dollars instead of trying to have more water because we have a constant crisis and we can reclaim water and have storage facilities and all that or to say why don't we address the mental health issues instead we're spending millions of dollars a year in California cleaning up poop and drugs so they they've done surveys and asked homeless individuals what is like what's your number one problem what led to your homelessness and the number one thing that the majority of people will say is losing their job led to homelessness so then we get this misconception and I I do say it's a misconception that if people had jobs or if people had housing all of their problems would just resolve themselves but it turns out that people lack internal reflection into their true problems and the number one problem has actually been found to be drug abuse drug and alcohol abuse along with mental health issues which is encompassed into one like one group and people don't want to admit that they have a drug, alcohol, or mental health problem. So instead, they say, I lost my job. So we're not addressing the real problem. We're giving people more drugs, safer safer access to drugs, safer access to needles. And we're just making it easier for people to take drugs and not address any mental health problems. So if we had to look at where my tax dollars are going, I would say cleaning poop off the of streets and not having water in a water crisis i'm gonna say i I think our money is misspent it's been misspent for years and that's the fact that these people in sacramento live in crisis mode 100 percent of the time it's the only way they know how to function and drive people to make bad decisions yes because they've never most of them probably 99 percent, have never been business owners they've never had to meet a payroll They've never had to do anything other than spend other people's money. If they were accountable to that money in legitimate terms, you make a mistake, you cost us millions, you're going to be penalized for it. I guarantee you their mindset would be a lot different. But this water thing's been going on forever. It it went on such in Southern California that I believe the gentleman's name was Mulholland. Like Mulholland Drive, Mulholland? Mulholland Drive, Mulholland. And he foresaw water wars. And he was able to purchase up property and water rights, and he basically stuck it to him down in SoCal. Yeah, I know when I lived down in SoCal with our water problems that we were having, they were still a little bit hoity-toity down there, so especially in the Orange County area. So we were already having our water problems, and many jurisdictions were coming out and say, switch to um, low water use lawns or, or t- you know tear out your lawn. They were even paying people to tear out their lawn and put in low water plants and and landscapes. Well, see, I'm confused by the whole thing because, like you said, we're not building any more water infrastructure. Right. So it's really a surface level answer to a much, much deeper problem. Yes. And so then we say, okay, we're not going to build more more water storage, but you have to use less water. And so washing your laundry, taking a bath, 
drinking water, cooking, all of that is going to be used against you if you use too much of it. So it's going to go down successively each year until this bill, I think, wants to go to 2030. By 2030, they want you using less than 42 gallons per person per day. Okay, so here's a maximum occupancy question. We talked about that at lunch today. So if California can hold 50 million people and we can support 50 million with water, food, and places to live, housing, and then we open our southern gate up and say we can't bring in or say, let's say we bring in another 200,000 a month. Okay, if we only have enough water infrastructure for 50 gallons per person or 20 gallons per person. And it, then we're just going to start adding a bunch of people. How are you going to fix that problem? Right, so we're saying more people is not the problem, less water usage is the problem. So you're telling people to keep cutting and keep cutting and use less and use less. Let's let in more people. We're never going to fix the problem. We're just going to make it worse. And then somehow you're still the problem because you're like, hey, I, I don't have enough water to to live off of anymore. I can't do cooking. I can't wash my clothes. We even have dishwashers that are using so little water that actually if you run the dishwasher cycle one time, your dishes aren't getting clean. So people started running them multiple times. So then the water saving feature on doing the dishes isn't working. Well, Same yeah. with laundry. I'm personally a little tired of the excuses that California is in a drought again and again, because California is a low water state. We don't get a lot of rain historically. So are we in a drought or are we just needing to live a a better life? It's a normal cycle or for the state, but we live right on along a coastline. Yes. Yeah. But we don't want to use desalination. We don't want to desal. So they keep complaining. They being, environmentalists these, with the delta smelt that we don't want to use the water for these the delta, global alarmists a, a delta smelt that's too numerous to count yes so hey when you fill up a glass of water and you put ice in it and the ice melts does the water come gushing over the top every time okay. <laughs> no no it does not okay so then therefore the melting polar caps is not increasing the level of ocean water correct well and if it was why would president former president obama and all of the rich elitists buy multiple houses that are at the ocean current ocean level if we're just going to wipe ourselves off the map with those rising sea levels well my simpleton way of thinking is if the water levels are rising why aren't we using desal plants to make fresh water and, and take water out of the ocean take water out of the ocean and we can balance out well, the and then it would go the up into the atmosphere, and then it would rain, and then it would come back. So apparently the only answer is that we need to freeze the world so our polar ice caps return to whatever level they deem correct, even though we haven't been following history enough. Or, or we put the right people in charge that make the right decisions and don't do it for self-serving interests and their can and work for their constituents and not for the people that help get them elected. Yeah, speaking of self-serving interests. Yes. So since you bring up self-serving interests, I know we've talked a lot about Mr. Elon Musk and his saving the world. How <laughs> dare him. Okay, so he's not, you know, technically saving the world, but he's doing a lot that appears to be good. And uh he is 
the maker of an electric vehicle and he does other things that appear to help people helping Ukraine, helping in other ways. So anyway, he didn't build that. He didn't build that. So Bill Gates comes out and says, Hey, why don't you partner? And instead of buying Twitter, why don't you spend that money on climate crisis and helping out there? And so Bill Gates has been a major touter of climate change, climate crisis, and and doing all things climate related. Just go look at his investments and I'm sure you'll see why he touts what he touts. But it, Anyway, investments is where I'm going, is Elon Musk then comes out and says to Bill Gates, hey, are you still shorting Tesla stock? And he puts it out publicly. So it was, I think you termed a a thing earlier, billionaire versus billionaire. Mm -hmm. Billionaire versus billionaire. I love it. But basically, they are going, kind of going after each other and still... Like, why don't you do this instead while I'm secretly making money off of your company by shorting your stock? Why don't you be more altruistic while I'm secretly (laughs) doing these investments? If a lot of what people have said about his investment in the Wuhan lab. Yes. He should probably stay quiet. He should be prosecuted along with Dr. F word because apparently in some of that funding and U.S. participation, there was a clause in there in their contract that said they could erase any uh, non-favorable information that could hurt them. I mean, it could lie. Yeah. So that it was in their contract and their founding that they get to erase non-favorable information and keep it secret. So uh, I don't think that Bill Gates and Dr. Afford should have any legs to stand on. Absolutely correct. Roger that. So USS George Washington, Navy ship, aircraft carrier. Three sailors have died in the past 10 days. Wow, that's a lot. Very interesting that... Two of the three they've identified, the third they have not yet. One was a third-class petty officer found dead at an off-base location in Hampton, Virginia. The other one was another petty officer. A day later, an electrician third-class found dead at a separate off-base location. Young kids went into the Navy around 2018. 2017. Just interesting that three have died in 10 days. Yeah, I would. um, I know sometimes that like with, say, a suicide can lead to others committing suicide. And I'm not saying these were suicides. I'm just saying in general, one can lead other people to finally do it because they've been thinking about it. But I also wonder if the leadership inside the military itself isn't problematic and you know what you may have you may have pinged something because the third sailor was found unresponsive aboard the carrier and taken to a local hospital where they died yeah so so maybe a trio of suicides very possible yeah and typically i mean if you look into leadership a lot of times in the military and i i've done this mentally myself shut up and put up whatever it is just do what you're told do what you're supposed to do and get over it. But sometimes some people are just very poor leaders. And if that is your life every day and they are locking you down and locking you down and locking you down, 
you feel like you have no out and the only out is suicide. And if you are listening and you feel like this, you are not alone. And there are, there are many people who are willing to help you. And if you want to reach out, you can reach out to us. Uh, we are not trained professionals, but we can help you get into touch with those who can Absolutely. Help you. And it, Sometimes you do feel like there is nothing else. You, you've spent everything and you feel like you are in that position. And unfortunately, sometimes military leaders can do that to you. Bosses can do that to you. But there is help out there. And I look at these individuals who are probably late teens, early 20s, depending on how quickly they climb the ladder. By 19, I was also a third class petty officer. So I do believe that you can do it fairly quickly. 19, 20 years old. So it, yeah, it's very sad. It is. So favorite vacation spot. Hawaii. Hawaii. Honolulu. The U.S. government on Friday dropped its appeal of a Hawaii order requiring it to remove fuel from a massive military fuel storage facility that has leaked petroleum into the Navy's water system at Pearl Harbor last year. So they're going to drain the tanks. Oh, they finally are. So, look, there was a bad leadership dis- leadership decision, and they're finally coming back and reversing course. Sometimes it takes a little bit too long. Well, it's been a 40 or 50-year battle. bad decisions. Yes. You can't store fuel in old crappy tanks for 100 years. And expect it to just turn out expect fine. Expect them to hold. Absolutely. Well, that's, but if you look at all of the, the military folk who were affected by that, so taking spouses and children, any other family members out of the equation, you typically can't sue. So then the military members who experienced health issues or even the spouses and children, they're just pretty much going to be out there on their own with all of the medical issues that they've encountered. And how many of those folks you think there are? Thousands. 9,715 families. And that's just those that they've identified because yes. some people don't realize they may have already left the base, so they don't realize where their problems came that's from. That's just the current issues. That's not 30 years ago, the 40 years issues. ago, the past issues. Absolutely. Yeah, and so that, I mean, that's happened at many other bases and they've fought any sort of responsibility on that too. It's like, come on guys, we got to, we got to treat our military members better, but even look at burn pits. So the government looking to provide medical care for the result of medical issues. So medical issues resulting from burn pits, they don't even want to admit that it's an issue. So it's taken an act of Congress to recognize that people had bad outcomes from burn pits and then they get to decide, well, if we're going to recognize it, it can't get too expensive. Well, Not so, we're going to take care of you medically and do the right thing. No, we don't want it to get too expensive. As much as we love the military because we're both prior Navy, the government seems at times to not look out for their people. Agent Orange, Vietnam, I think they waited for both of, of the them to, to die, die off yeah. before they realized there was an issue. Yep. Bummer. Yeah. Absolute bummer. Nancy Pelosi to appear in Drag Queen show. She obviously made it through COVID. Apparently, she's going to appear in RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. That's interesting. I just hadn't heard anything about her since she contracted COVID. 
Right. So she gets COVID. People surrounding the president and vice president get COVID. We had representatives get COVID. And nothing. No, it was all brushed underneath. The, yeah, because it was their their bad acts, including Vice President Kamala Harris, her bad act of getting exposed. And according to their rules, not according to ours, according to their rules, she should have quarantined. But instead, she went massless around a bunch of other people, including hugging the new Supreme Court Justice, Katanji Brown Jackson. So I wonder if she's got COVID and they're not saying anything because it would come from the VP. For thee, not for me. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.